Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, everybody, and a happy Monday to you all. I guess if you're listening to this past Monday, happy whatever day you're listening to it to you and... Hope you have enjoyed the two-week Vegas swing as, or at least more than I have, as I went runner-up, runner-up in my two bets. I had a terrible, terrible switch at the Shriners that cost me a lot of money, and then just all of the lower-priced chalk hitting at the CJ Cup kind of signifies my week in Vegas and kind of is signifying of what my time has been out in Vegas when I have visited as the blackjack tables have pretty much cleaned me out and Vegas here uh, pretty much pretty much beat me, uh, especially with having Matthew Wolf and Xander Shawplay on my biggest betting card, which whoever I have on my biggest number on the betting card covers, if not covers, if not pays even a profit to what I play on DraftKings. So as you can tell those pretty bad because I did have some other decent wins nothing to break even of course uh for the DFS side so anytime I can get a betting win that obviously sets it up for a good week but not the way it has been so I am happy to get out of Vegas here in this week it is the Zozo Championship the opening tea podcast thank you all for joining here we've got another really good field at a great golf course another one that'll be very well manicured a private golf course Sherwood Country Club, which we have seen uh, in years past, and if you follow the Champion Store, you saw it last year for the Invesco QQQ Championship, so I'm excited to talk a little bit about that, as it's a different setup than what we've seen, and maybe that'll come into play a little bit this week. Uh, so we'll certainly talk about that, but as we start off each and every Opening Tee podcast, and again, the third, uh, the first of three short-form podcasts that make up the Osmo Weekly Golf Podcast Series, and of course can find that if you're listening on YouTube and you want to find it on your favorite podcast provider, go ahead right over to Osmo.com. You'll find the podcast network right there on the banner. Click it and slide over to golf and you'll uh, have all of these three uh, episodes each and every week be sent to your favorite podcast provider. So let's jump into my foursome of facts from the previous week. And normally I start off from the winners from around the world and Jason Kokrak. I'm not going to say course history. Uh, fits here, but I kind of am going to say course history fits here, funny enough. He's an MGM ambassador, and he had the most rounds played here by any golfer in the field for sure. He had well over 20 trips, likes to go out to the Vegas area, and obviously when he has the opportunity to play Shadow Creek at MGM, man, MGM must be soaking up this uh, exposure here through Jason Kokrat this week, getting the win 
incredible. 80 to 1 would have been the nice payout. They talked about that on the show. It was good to see the odds up there, and I thought the uh, announcers handled it a little bit better this week than they had in weeks past. And Adrian Otegi, how about him over in the Scottish Championship? Matt Wallace looked to be in cruise control there, but only shot one under on the last day, and Otegi shot nine under 63 to go out and get his second European Tour victory of his career. So a great comeback there, and certainly somebody if you like playing over there on the Europe squad, which, you know, in about a month and a half or so, uh, just after the Masters, there's only about one more week of play for the PGA Tour. It's going to switch over to primarily European Tour for the latter part of December for our only golf. I believe they even do. They, they don't have one on Christmas, but they have one every other week. So maybe get familiar with a little of these players. Uh, plus, uh, they've been throwing up about $5,000 to first. So if you like a, a morning sweat on Sunday, uh, if you've got a good line, then certainly for you. Um, I haven't been able to get a line in the last couple of weeks, but... Plan to this week uh, coming up. All right, so let's jump into my next uh, point uh, that I had written down here, and I've got some good ones. I know we're not going to have a, a made cut or missed cut sweat segment, but I've added a couple more in. What I want to talk about Xander. Okay, so some would say Xander won the Tour Championship in terms of total strokes, and I guess in a way he did. But I'm sure if you asked him, he probably wouldn't see it as as a victory because he didn't get the winner's check. He didn't, he didn't get the $10 million. So if you include that as a non-win, which his OWGR will say differently, but regardless, Xander doesn't. I bet you if you asked him, it's not a win. He's had six runner-up finishes since his last win. For some reason, he can't get it done. He's getting in position to, certainly, but something is a little bit of a hang-up. Playing the last two par fives, playing 16 and 18 this week at one over par um, on a, I'm sorry, on Sunday, obviously cost him the tournament. Two wayward drives, and if he doesn't play well, it's typically his driving that hurts him. So, just an interesting note there. Uh, third note: uh, Tyrell Hatton and Russell Henley, two H's, putting and hitting their irons well. I talked about at the beginning of last week how important I thought it would be. Given the fact that they were at altitude in 7,200, uh, on par 72, 7,500 yards, that overly long. And it tended up to be right. Ty Hatton and Russell Henry both did categories very well and ended up, what, tie for third each other or third and fourth there. So um, very good showings there. I'm sorry, they each finished tie for third. So very good showings there. Last note that I had is Bubba Watson and Joaquin Neiman. Looks like they're coming together. Uh, Bubba Watson... Lost a good amount of strokes putting in the first couple of rounds, but bounced back over the weekend uh, there at Shadow Creek, and his ball striking is really in form. So uh, certainly something to take note of here, especially in the no-cut events. Bubba Watson certainly likes to outscore his finishing position, but a guy that played way better than his finishing position this week, and I'll be excited to talk about that in the uh, categories coming up. So... We are just about, man, we are under 30 days away from Masters. So until then, we've got four tournaments. We've got the Zozo here uh, in California. Then we go to the RSM, then Houston. I'm sorry, then we go to Bermuda, then we go to Houston, and then it's the Masters. So if you're thinking about joining Osmo and joining us on the Osmo Plus side for golf, it's $29.95 for the month, and that is going to now get you all the way through Masters Week. They always have big in-tournament, especially uh, they'll have week-long Millionaire Maker and so much more. So if you're not already a member, 
This would be a great time to join and support the cause here uh, going through the Masters Week. And then, you know, that we'll be able to, of course, uh, have a little bit of a reset after the Masters, uh, setting up for the Tournament of Champions, which is, I think, that first or second week in January. And then we are through again, all the way through, basically, to when football starts uh, next September. So a quick turnaround me a couple of weeks off as there's just golf to be played everywhere around the world. Uh, so a great time, of course, to join Osmo Plus. And of course, if you want to try us out for the week, just nine ninety five. All right, let's do our statistical review from the previous week where I go over and try to match up and see what it took on that golf course to gain at strokes. And Roy McIlroy, he was first in off the tee and in distance. Pretty clear indication of what it took on that one, at least. John Rahm, he was number two in off the tee and fourth in distance. Then we got Danny Lee. He was in the top 10. Danny Berger was not in the top 10 there. Neither was Tyler Duncan, Russell Henley up there, Patrick Cantlay, Harry Higgs, Ty Hatton, Bubba Watson, and Byung-Hyun on. We look at driving distance. We got McElroy, Neiman, Champ, Rom, Fowler, Hunan, Scheffler, Watson, Lee, Fratelli, Palmer, and Shoffley. So pretty good crossover between distance this week. When we go to accuracy, it's Abraham answer. Lee again. Matt Fitzpatrick, Billy Horschel, Tyler Duncan, Matt Kuchar, Taylor Gooch, Kevin Kisner, Russ Henley, Ian Poulter, Adam Hadwin, Brendan Todd, Siwoo Kim, Lanto Griffin, Justin Thomas, Mark Hubbard, and then we've got, so starting with Siwoo Kim, it's actually a tie at just about 61% of their fairways hit. Shane Lowry, Joel Dahman, Tom Hoagie, Keegan Bradley, Kevin Nye, and Adam Long all tied at just about 61% of their fairways. So in terms of crossover... Uh, we don't have much. Tyler Duncan uh, shows up. Russell Henley shows up. Would be the only two from driving accuracy. So certainly at Shadow Creek, distance was more helpful than accuracy was. In terms of strokes gained on the approaches and green in regulation, we should have a big crossover here. Ty Hatton, Bubba Watson, starting off with strokes gained on the approach. Sorry, Hatton, Watson, Morikawa. See, Kim Camp Champ, Lanto Griffin, Matt Fitzpatrick, Joaquin Neiman, Keegan Bradley, and Richie Wierenski. Greens and regulation, Kokrak, the winner. You can see when you putt really well, like he did, gaining almost two and a half strokes per round. Maybe even more, I think. It might be 2.75 per round. Jason Kokrak, yes. That's who we're talking about. Uh, Jason Kokrak, Ty Hatton, Joaquin Neiman, Ryan Palmer, Bubba Watson, uh, Siwoo Kim. I'm sorry, let's start over. Strokes in on the approach. I, I missed my... Uh, I missed my note there as I stepped off to talk about Kokrak. Okay, Kokrak leads in greens and regulation. Then Ty Hatton, Joaquin Neiman, Ryan Palmer, Bubba Watson, Siwoo Kim, Carlos Ortiz, John Romp, Camp Champs, Inner Shoffley, Russ Henley, Matt Fitzpacker, Fitzpatrick, and Scotty Scheffler. So we have got a good amount of crossover. I mean, Kokrak was up there. Hatton was up there. Hatton was number one. Neiman was up there on both. Ryan Palmer, not up there on both. Bubba Watson was, Siwoo Kim was, Carlos Ortiz wasn't, neither was John Rahm. Uh, Cam Champ was, though. So I would say even maybe a 60 or 70% crossover, which is always pretty good. If you're interested in strokes gain around the green, we don't have scrambling stats quite yet, but I'll, I'll tell you the top 10 anyway, just to uh, recap it. Taylor Gucci and Poulter, Hideki Matsuyama. Adam Hadwin as Anna Shoffley, Sebastian Munoz, Abraham Anser, Mark Hubbard, Patrick Canley, Tom Hoagie, Cam Smith, and Jason Kokrak. They're all gaining just about three quarters or more. Now, guys, that had a good putting week on the bent grass greens, and that's where we're going to be headed to at Sherwood, which we'll learn just a little bit about coming up. 
Jason Kokrak had the heck of a week, as did Russell Henley. Xander Shuffle, not a bad week. Lanto Griffin. Brendan Todd, what a surprise to see him up there. Danny Lee, Harris English, Ian Poulter, Taylor Gooch, Tommy Fleetwood continues his hot putting form. Cam Smith, Kevin Schumann, Brian Harmon, and Ty Hatton round out the top 10 or so. Putts per green in regulation now. A lot of crossover. Hatton, Lee, Fowler, Henley, Hoagie, Hubbard. Oh, that's crazy. Three H's in a row. Kokrak, Shoffley, Todd, McElroy, English, M, and Fitzpatrick. So obviously, putts per green in regulation. That's going to probably bring in strokes gain putting and strokes gain on the approach on both sides. Um, it'll be probably just a mixture between those two, uh, to be honest with you. And that's just how it comes up. So that is our recap of last week. Actually, no, 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 sorry. But I have this one other section, which I was going to do later, but it's better to do it now as I'm talking about the recap. It is the players that out scored their finishing position and how many positions they have scored it by a number one on this list with 84 and a half points 19 birdies and an eagle on the week coming in 38th in the tournament but 13th in DraftKings points Jordan Spieth it's a no cut event next week little shorter course a lot of par fives which if you can put the ball in play is a Long irons seem to be putting pretty well, so Jordan Spieth, definitely interesting again. Just when I thought I was done with him, he might have drawn me back in. Jay Kyung Lee, he came in 59th in the tournament, 37th in DraftKings points. Corey Connors also up there, 61st in the tournament, 41st in DraftKings points. Sung JM, 45th in the tournament, 26th in DraftKings points. Very similar for Cameron Champ, 42nd in position, 26th in DraftKings points. Hanbayol Kim, 48th to 34th. Brendan Todd, 52nd to 40th. Michael Thompson, 65th to 53rd. And Ricky Fowler, 28 to 17. So Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth seem to be scoring right now. Um, certainly Fowler's price at 8,000 and Spieth at 7,300 would have really helped you in cash because, you know, only 15-3 spent between those two certainly would have allowed you to go get in Xander Schauffele, and it might have even pushed you down if you went to, say, Xander and Ty Hatton, would have pushed you down to the Jason Kokrak range. So definitely could have built a very quality line using those two golfers this week. Certainly something to look at going forward if their price continues to remain down a little bit and their ownership also continues to remain down. Okay, that now will do it for uh, the... CJ Cup at Shadow Creek, and and lastly, I'll say I did really enjoy watching the golf course. I watched a good bit of golf. You know, having that big Xander ticket uh, obviously kept me intrigued the whole way through. Um, so, other than not hitting uh, the winner in Vegas each week, was still a good two week swing. And now we head for the three week swing before the Masters, and let's go ahead and learn about Sherwood Country Club, a par seventy two. Just about 7,100 yards. But here's the weird thing. We haven't seen one of these setups in a really, really long time. Five par threes. 183, 186, 203, and 220. Now it comes to eight par fours. Those eight par fours start. The eight par fours have two... Pretty short ones, maybe drivable, depending on where they put their tees. 342, 456, 422, 446, 422, 360, 455, and 444. Now, I think scoring will be interesting this week. Five par fives, especially with these guys, you know, these longer tour hitters now. You know, I I would expect the winning score probably to reach somewhere in the 20, 20 to 
25 under range. I know that maybe seem a little bit low, but you know, with an 18-man field, Tiger Woods won this a couple of times at 18 or 19 under. And I suspect with 78 players, which is you know four and a half times as field size, I suspect somebody will get into the low mid 20s. Especially again, like I said, with with so many par fives, uh, there's going to be just a lot of eagle chances out there this week, which always uh, throws a wrinkle in the drafting scoring and certainly uh, the finishing positions as well for the golfers. So. Let's learn a little bit more about it. The five, the five part fives, measure 531, 540, 520, 570, and 580. So none over 600 yards either. Now, of course, some of these will be positional holes, but all with real good position off the tee should be reachable in two by most of the field. Once they get onto the greens, they'll be hitting. They'll be putting on bent grass green surfaces. They'll also be hitting that out of the fairways. Uh, so pretty much bent throughout the average green size here, sixty five hundred. So about eighteen to twenty percent more than last week, which was about fifty five hundred. Only four water hazards on the course. Not many water hazards, but uh, certainly going to maybe have some lost balls in the forest uh, if it's uh, if you hit that wayward of a shot. Something like we had this week at Shadow Creek a little bit. 78 bunkers, a lot of those going to be hanging around this course. And the rough length, well, it played last year one and a half for the seniors, but I think that's what they normally play at, if I'm not mistaken. I suspect when we get the uh, the Greenskeeper report on Tuesday or Wednesday, I think the rough length will get up to two, two and a half, maybe even three. You know, some overseeding, especially in this time of the year in California. We should get it uh, longer. So we'll see what it comes out. Maybe they did over, even overseed it with Bermuda there and. You know, Thousand Oaks and Malibu. So, eh, no, the weather is pretty mild. Um, might be able to get away with it. We'll see again when it comes out. Haven't had a tournament here uh, for a PGA event, at least, since 2013. Now, who's here? Who's going to be playing here this week? Well, it's a really good field again. And the top 60 from the FedEx Cup last year get an automatic qualifier. That means that a lot of good players are not getting in the field and or needed a sponsor exemption. Some of those sponsor exemptions, Tommy Fleetwood, Ricky Fowler, Satoshi Kodaira, Phil Mickelson, who just won on the Champions Tour. Again, he's two for two now on that tour. His odds makers is like plus 250 to win each time, but he's just going out there and getting it done, playing good golf. And now he's it's a no-cut event, so it'll be interesting to see at Phil Mickelson's price. Justin Rose also needing a sponsor exemption, and Jordan Spieth, who I just talked about in the last section, also needing one. Funny enough here, those guys are under the restricted category, which I'm not sure why that is. Uh, most of those guys have at least some things uh, going for them in terms of wins and exemptions and whatever else have you. Tiger Woods also needs a sponsor exemption this week. He is unrestricted. Tiger Woods obviously is uh, will be able to play in any golf tournament anywhere for the rest of his life, and he won't. Uh, if he doesn't qualify, he'll get a sponsor exemption because he still moves the needle. Everybody still wants to watch Tiger Woods when he plays, so he is here this week. Um, again, the, to round out the field this week, We've got 11 golfers playing from the Japanese tour in one way or the other, and definitely some players we know. So I'll give you the breakdown. The winner of the Fuji Sanaki Classic on the Japanese tour goes to Rikawaya Hoshino. I know, I Rikuye Hoshino. I'm sorry. That's probably a bad one, and I apologize to that gentleman if he is listening to this for whatever the reason. Uh, then the top-ranked players from the Japanese golf tour 
uh, on the OWGR through the U.S. Open, September 20th. That's when that field was finalized. Gun Charonoko. Sorry, again, I apologize. Shuigo Imahara, Roy Ishikawa, Jazz Janawatanan. Those are three names we certainly know and know how to pronounce. Brad Kennedy, Chan Kim, and Sean Norris. We just saw Chan Kim and Sean Norris at the U.S. Open. And then three from the current season uh, Japanese Golf Tour membership. Mikumi Horikawa, Takumi Kanaya, and Nakoa Nayoki Sekido. So an interesting one there. Takumi Kanaya, he's a uh, an amateur that just turned pro very recently that has some certainly high remarks. So keep an eye on him in the next couple of years as we march on. I've already given you the sponsor exemption. So now that leaves us right around 20 minutes and I get to talk about the stats for this week. Again, with a par 72, 7,100 yards and five par fives, all reachable by two. I think that the approaches are, are going to be vitally important. I think if you get yourself in a position off the tee, you're really uh, an approach game is really going to flourish. And whoever gets hot on these bent greens, we saw it with Kokrak and Henley last week. Both of them in the top, you know, three in strokes gained putting, and they finished the tournament one and two. Uh, or one and three, I should say. It's whoever gets hot on the bank greens and can match it up with a good approach game certainly is in play this week. So my salary guesses. And interesting here, I think Dustin Johnson, if he plays, he could come in at 11000 flat on the money. And I think he ended up could become the highest priced golfer because we had Justin Thomas, John Rahm, and Rory McIlroy all play okay last week. None of them played great. I don't even think any of them got in the top 10 when it all was settled. No, I'm correct. None of them got in the top 10. So I would expect even Dustin Johnson to come as the highest price golfer at 11K if he's playing. If he's not playing, I don't even think it will affect the pricing that much. I think they're going to roll out a Justin Thomas at 10.9K, John Rahm at 10.8K, Xander Schauffele at 10.6K, coming off another top five from him. It's three straight top fives for Shoffley. So I suspect he'll come up to 10.6K now. He'll be above McElroy, who I think they'll slide in at 10.5. And then I think Ty Hatton, he's going to get the nod after coming off a win and now another top three finish. He'll be in at 10.2K. And Webb Simpson, who's been super consistent, and whenever he tees it up, I think he's going to come in at 10K flat. So if DJ plays, that's going to give you 7 above 10K this week. First time that would happen in a while. And if they don't, I think you're going to still roll out with the 6 I mentioned. And maybe Morikawa gets up to 9.8K. Obviously, he was not that high owned, but a pretty good finish from him last week. So they'll probably keep him around 9.5. But I can't imagine they don't move Ty Hatton up. I can't imagine with how high owned Webb Simpson has been and how good he's played, he won't be there. So... Definitely interesting, I suspect, because of the amount of golfers, which I said about seven coming in above, at or above 10K this week, that they'll bring down those top salaries out of the 11K range and condense them a little bit more, separate them by 100 salary, rather than what we saw last week, which uh, we saw a $700 difference from Rom to McElroy. I don't think we'll see that. I think we'll see all of those guys separated by at most $500 this week. So that's it to stage. For sure, uh, for Sherwood Country Club, which again, you know, it winds through the California forest. I'm sure if you've been following the tours, uh, you've you've seen this course. It's a it's a very nice setup, very well manicured. Again, somewhat similar to what we saw last week, uh, with uh, in terms of Shadow Creek and, and the beautifulness of it. It's very exclusive out there, um, and obviously in a very very wealthy area, very close to Malibu. 
So quite an probably I wouldn't say necessarily an unlimited budget, but probably pretty close to it. So uh, it'll be very very well maintained, and I suspect the greens will be running perfectly there next week. Uh, certainly the way that Tiger Woods likes it, since he's in the field. So. Let's, uh, let's get it done this week, everybody. We've got a ton of content, of course, coming out. It is a no-cut. I'll be going into that uh, strategy here on the shows uh, this week, of course, with uh, Jeff Ulrich and I tomorrow, or if you're listening to this on Monday, today, Monday, oh, at around uh, 2 o'clock, and then, of course, my Live Before Lock show with Ben Raza on Wednesday night. We, we talk about everything, and the last couple of weeks, we've had some pretty big withdrawals, so even if you get our early round content, certainly a reason to chime in on Wednesday for a couple of minutes to see you know, what we're doing with it and where we expect the ownership to drift onto. So until then, everybody, thanks for joining the Opening Tee Podcast for the Zozo Championship, and we'll see you on the other side. Cheers.